Welcome to the City Life Podcast. I'm Tim Woody, the pastor of City Life Church in downtown Fort Worth. There is purpose for your life. There's a destiny you have yet to walk into, and there is hope regardless of what you're facing today. I encourage you to open your heart now to what God will be speaking to you over these next few minutes. Well, go ahead and get your Bibles open to Ephesians chapter 5 and Ephesians 6. Ephesians 5, 26 and Ephesians 6, 1. Those two locations. We'll leave that up there for just a second so you can find these places in your Bible. Today I have a four-hour sermon entitled... No, no. no. okay, someone just said no. No, because... You, and then I'm going to do loaves and fishes at the end, maybe? No, oh, this is okay. No, I won't do that. But I, I do have a message today that I'm, I'm excited to be sharing with you, and it's, it's, it's really based upon these two scriptures. Those are like a page apart in your Bible, so go ahead and locate those two locations. While you're finding that, uh, I, I, I want to let you know something that, that we, we have the honor to do. Many of you, are, God has blessed you with the opportunity to influence culture on your cultural street. And, and, and one of the things that, that God has given me just incredible favor, I, I don't even really understand. I was talking to my pastor about this uh, just on, on Friday about, I, like, I don't understand how this works. But, but God has given me incredible favor with, uh, with local government officials. And the mayor and the city council have asked that I come and, and lead an invocation and to pray over a gathering that's, that's actually very unique. It's, it's, a, it's a brand new, it's something very unique for the city. But on Tuesday evening, the, uh, the new city council is going to be sworn in. The, the city has, has several brand new council members, a completely new districts as well. So it's an unprecedented time where the city is going to have more council members than ever before. But, uh, but this is a time to pray over these people and to pray over the mayor. And, I, and I'm, I'm honored to do that, but I don't just see it as a special thing for me. I'm going as an extension of you. I'm going as an extension of this local church to do that. And, and, I, and I do that to, to pray that the presence of God and, and I, when I do those prayers, I don't do baby prayers. I, I, I don't. And maybe that's why some of the city council members want me back. But I don't do baby prayers. I, I don't go, okay, God, they're all special. Let's just pray. And God or, or person up in the high skies, whoever you are. I mean, I don't do that. I pray in Jesus' name. And I pray blessing over that place. And I pray blessing over the individuals. I'll call them out by name and pray for them. And I, because I believe in the power of prayer. And, uh, and I've seen it work in the lives of some of our, of our city council members as well as mayors from those relationships that, that God has just opened up the door for me to do. So, so please be praying for, for me that, that on Tuesday evening when I go to do this, that God's spirit, God's spirit will be upon me. That, and, that, and as I bring that in, it'll be released into that council chamber uh, because our, our city council and our city leadership needs prayer now more than ever more than ever. And I'm very well aware of, of a lot of the things that, that our city, uh, our elected officials are dealing with. So please, please be praying for me on that on Tuesday, okay? Well, the title of today's message is Honoring the Women Among Us. You see, women today are facing all types of new, unique challenges. And some of them are, are the challenges that women have faced for a long time, but but I, but I believe that as we begin to honor the women among us, church, get this, what we do is we create and we foster an environment where women can thrive. Because my passion is that the women in this church and every woman who's hearing my voice today, that you 
thrive. Women are facing challenges regarding uh, just, just cultural pushes that are happening right now to normalize a lot of things that, that go strongly against our Christian values. In fact, the very nature of womanhood is being undermined in the culture today. And you see it, I see it. Uh, we, it's, it's this relentless promotion of uh, promiscuity and of, of, of abortion. And, and now one of the biggest issues is men dressing as women and taking the places of women in, in the culture. And, and these are challenging times that women are facing. Um, and, and especially in the city, which is where we are, and we're in the heart of the city. Christian women are facing a lot of difficulties balancing their faith as well as their professional lives. Uh, there, there are a lot of pressures that are on women, and, and some of these pressures are just relentless to, to influence women and, and to even coerce women to adapt to some of the secular or social uh, cultural norms of today in the workplace that defy Christianity. Uh, some women, I, I do know this, some women are now uh, beginning to face these negative stereotypes out, out in the culture. They're, a lot of women are facing discrimination because of their beliefs in Jesus Christ and belief in the Word of God. Yet at the same time, in spite of these challenges, in spite of all this, Christian women still continue to be a source of inspiration and strength. And I just think of I, I just think of, of Pam over here who has an opportunity to, to do something significant for the state of Texas has been called upon uh, because of her place in the culture and, and so many of you others. And, I, and I, I, I want to honor the women among us and I want us to be a church that fosters an environment where women can thrive. I believe in that. You know, most of you know that I believe the scriptures. And I believe what the scriptures say in the book of Joel, because the book of Joel says that God pours out his spirit on men and women, upon sons and upon daughters, <laughs> which means that women can operate in the gifts of the spirit. Women can have an anointing of God upon them to do great exploits. Women can have an anointing of God upon them to even be leaders in the church and to preach and to teach and to lead. I believe that women can be powerful instruments of God out there on their cultural streets, making a difference, not just in the home, but, but for eternity in the culture. So today, women, I choose to encourage you. There's no way I can understand exactly what you're walking through or what you're going through as a woman, but I do know this much as a pastor. Women are under assault today. So I want to encourage you, and I want this to be a house of encouragement for women, not just this day, but all the time. I like to say this, and I've been saying this for years, at City Life Church, we honor all women on Mother's Day. Yes, we honor mothers. We've been doing that since early this morning. But we honor all women. So, so when it comes to Mother's Day itself, I know there are some people that pull back a little bit, and, and, and that's due to pain or wounds or loss. And I'm well aware that, that there, there are women that are part of our church and even in this room that, that you want to be a mother, but you've not been able to because of potentially, because of barrenness or the need of a husband. But I, and I want you to know this. We honor you today as well. And in this room, if you're watching online, whether you're a man or a woman, I do know this much also. 
there are some who struggle with Mother's Day because of some of the thoughts and emotions, and, and I guess you could say the baggage that comes with it. But I, but I honor you all today because you're standing strong in the midst of that. Uh, but some struggle with Mother's Day because your mother rejected you, just flat out rejected you. Maybe you were a victim of abuse or abandonment, neglect. Well, my prayer is that today is a day of healing for you. And I, my prayer is that the atmosphere in this church will be an atmosphere of healing for you because that's what I crave as a pastor. Today, I choose to create this atmosphere of blessing on women and blessing on mothers. And I, I just pray that God will begin a healing process in your life, men and women. There are issues there regarding pain because of something that happened regarding your mother. I, I, just, I just encourage you today, forgive her so you can thrive because a lack of forgiveness will hold you back all the time. I'll, I'll, let me just put it this way. This is a strong statement, but it's time to stop being a victim. You may have been a victim, but it's time to make the choice that you're no longer going to be a victim. See, what victimization does is it drives us into depression and anxiety and addictions, and, and it even creates an open door for the demonic, for evil to work in our lives. And so God is in the business of healing hearts. And so as we forgive that mother, when we forgive that person for the way they wounded us or hurt us, that's when God begins to work in our lives don't keep yourself in chains because of lack of forgiveness. Women, some of you, you've been told that you're just not good enough. Some of you, you've been, you've been told this verbally, and maybe not even verbally, but you, you knew that it was definitely what was coming across from someone else that you don't measure up. Well, I'm here to say, women, you are good enough. God has redeemed you. You are his daughter. And we as a church, City Life Church, we are here to encourage you. We are here to give you the opportunity to do ministry, the opportunity to receive ministry, and we will love you through your ups and downs. But I want to talk to non-mothers here for just a few minutes. Uh, can I talk to husbands? Can I just talk to guys? Well, I, I, I love getting with guys and talking with guys. And I, I, I'm a real straight shooter. I, I, I am not fluffy at all when I'm around the guys. I'm, I might be a little more fluffy when I'm around a mixed crowd, but when I'm around the guys, I'm not fluffy. So you can hear some of the non-fluffy stuff right now. Can I talk to the men? All right. Like, husbands, I, I want to talk to you for just a second. Uh, and then I'll talk to men in general. But there's a scripture, Ephesians 5.25. Look at it in your Bibles. Look at this. This is beautiful. Husbands, love your wives Hold on for a second. Do you know what that word love is? That doesn't mean to feel this warm, fuzzy affection. Oh, yes, it's so, so pretty. No, that's not what that is. That's infatuation or what. But that word love is actually the Greek term agape, which means a love of choice that you will love no matter what. It's the same kind of love that God has for us. It says, husbands, you have to do this. And this is a command from God. This is huge. Husbands, get this. And, and, and also, as I'm talking here, Ladies, please, no elbowing or jabbing, okay? <laughs> Let's let the Holy Spirit do the conviction, all right? Let the Holy Spirit do the conviction, because I'm even preaching to myself here. So, so you know, don't be shouting amen too much, Rebecca. But, 
But uh, this scripture makes it clear that women have great value and that husbands should treat their wives in the same way that God treats the church. Take a look at it again. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved. That's even past tense, so that means from the beginning. He loved the church and gave himself up for her. He, he died on the cross and he did that for us. And so we look at Christ, men, husbands, we look at Christ to say, that's the example of how much I'm going to love my wife. And I love that. In, in other words, what, what, what's being said here, you've got to, God loves you. First of all, God loves you with no strings attached. He gave up his life for you. In the same way, husbands, you need to love your wives with no strings attached and be willing to give up your life for her. Yeah. That's what it is to be manly right there. Now, I, I know this is countercultural because the culture says do everything but this. But here, here's what I believe. I believe that if husbands will do this, there would be a whole lot, divorce, a whole lot less divorce in our land. And here are some pieces of practical advice for every married man, and I want you just to receive this. Okay, here's some practical stuff. How can you honor your wife? Well, men, sometimes we just need practical stuff. We need to, we need to make sense. And, and if you're married, you do understand this. Your wife expects you to read her mind all the time, and it never, it never works. It just does not work. Eventually, you can pick up on some nuances, but still, you, you, you like it laid out clear. So I'm going to lay it out clear. First of all, be consistent in your love for your wife regardless of how she behaves. Do not love your wife just because she's so lovable. No, love her because you are loving. And don't love her because she's just easy to love. Oh, she's so easy to love. No, 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 come on. Love her because you are mature enough to love her. And you'll do that no matter how you feel. How's that, man? You know, yeah, I, I just I decided to flip it. And I thought, this, you know, Re- Rebecca honors me, but she doesn't honor me because I'm easy to honor. She honors me because she's an honorable woman. And in the same way, that's what we have to do, husbands. So if you think your love for your wife is dependent upon how she behaves, <laughs> you need to grow up and mature. And all the men said... Amen. Uh, women, just stay quiet. quiet sorry, don't, don't shout. <laughs> a few more things. Don't, don't raise your voice at her. Don't interrupt her while she's talking. Sit and listen to her. Um, and, and do your best to try to understand her. Invest in her self-esteem. And, and build her confidence by simply giving compliments. I had a a friend years ago who just said, I have a reminder on my calendar every day to give my wife a compliment. It's like, well, it's at least a reminder you have that. Don't tell her you have that on your calendar. But, <laughs> but uh, if, it, if it works for you, good. But just keep it going. Just keep that going. Husbands, you have a responsibility to help her to accomplish her calling and her purpose on this earth. You need to make her feel loved Make her feel cherished. Instead of trying to solve all her problems, just try to understand her. 
So, so okay, how, how can you honor your wife? Well, I'm glad you asked because I'm going to tell you a few more things. You know, buy the kind of flowers she likes. I know my wife has certain tastes on flowers. I'm like, okay, better get this guy, better not get it. Do that. Take her out on dates. Hold her hand in public. Open the car door for her. You know, it's basic, but lift up the toilet seat and then put it back down. I mean, just do that for her, all right? Come on, guys. You can do that. Compliment her. Compliment her on her looks. Compliment her character. Take out the trash without her asking. Rebecca, what she'll do is she'll just pull it out of the trash can and set it right by there. That's my hint. Okay, you haven't been taking it out. Load the dishes. She has her pretty nails. You know, just load the dishes. It's not going to hurt you, big boy. Stop complaining. And how about this? Gas up and wash her car. Just a few thoughts. And you know what? Those are some very practical ways that you can honor your wife. But for men in general, I, I believe all men, we have a responsibility to, to create a culture that honors women. And, and so all of us as men, we, we, have, we have certain things that we need to be doing. And, and uh, what, again, what this does is that causes, that, that creates an atmosphere, it creates a culture where women can rise up and they can be who God created them to be because I believe that men need to do something to create that atmosphere. So to every man in this room, including the guys who are in my men's connect group where we talked about how good it is to be a man, listen to me, you need to be assertive. Guys, stop being passive. Plan for the future. Don't just live in the moment. Take action instead of just talking about it. Be a protector and, 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 and stop being possessive and controlling. And when we do these things, we're creating a culture that honors the women among us. Shoulder responsibilities. Stop making excuses. Start making some progress. Stop making demands. Serve your wife. Serve your mother. Serve the other women in your life because whenever you do, that begins to open up her heart to thrive and be who God has called her to be. And whatever you do, don't lie, don't cheat, don't manipulate, don't deceive. Tell the truth, even when it hurts, because your word is your bond. And be a man of integrity, because what that's going to do, that's going to bring security to the women among us. And in this church and in our families, we do our best to honor the women among us. In fact, we have a core value around here at City Life Church, and, and it's, it's this. It's called authentic connection. And that's kind of like a little cute word, cute terminology. Not cute. I mean, it's, it's serious, but authentic connection. Well, what does that mean? Well, I want you to look at this. As this is core to who we are. And see, when it's core to who we are, it should be core to how our families and our lives operate because it's not just the way we do business around here as a church. This is the way we need to do business in our lives seven days a week. Authentic Connection says this, we value honor, unity, and harmony in our relationships in order to connect deeply. So, but I want you to think of that on the plane of, of honoring the women among us. See, we have some little statements underneath that. I want to read these to you. It says, we honor one another without merit, choosing to believe the best about one another, being slow to speak, quick to listen, and eager to serve. We choose to be united in our hearts and spirits, assured that no force in hell can tear apart a unified body. We celebrate harmony and diversity where people can belong regardless of age, ethnicity, culture, and background. 
We choose to stand with one another through both the joys and the sorrows of life and as well as our successes and failures. And see, actually written into that, those are just basic Christian principles that we should all be living by. But, but today, I mentioned those principles as a part of that one of those core values of our church so that we can remember we must honor the women among us. And it's not just a one-day thing. It's not just Mother's Day. This must be a lifestyle because it's foundational for who we are at this church. Now, if you have a living mother... Everybody in this room, hear me what? You are commanded by God to honor her. Now, there, there's a little bit of a, of a misunderstanding here on this scripture, and I want to show this to you. And look in your Bibles now in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 1. Ephesians 6, 1. Because some people believe that this scripture is saying you are to just honor your mother while you're living in the home, when you're just a child. That's not what this is saying. Let's break it down. Okay, it says, children, obey your parents in the Lord for this is right. That's one sentence. That stands alone. So, so we teach children. They're being taught back there, and they're being taught all the time, obey your parents. Obey your parents in the Lord for this is right. Very simple. Just do what mom and dad says. So children, obey their parents. But then it goes on and continues with another thought. In the same vein, but it's another thought. Take a look at that. It says, honor your father and mother. That does not say children to honor, okay? This means if you have a living father or mother, and we're talking especially about mothers today, it is a command from God to honor. So honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise. So there's a benefit that comes back to you. Just like earlier, I said there's a benefit that comes back to you when you forgive your mother. Well, there's a benefit that comes back to you when you actually honor your mothers. For some of you, it's a big step today, and you need to take this step to forgive your mom, but also to honor her and watch what God will begin to do in your life. This is good. It says, which is the first commandment with a promise, so that it may turn out well for you and that you may live long on the earth. You get to live a long time and have a good time. And some of you, I, I'm looking back here thinking, somebody honored their mother back here. Somebody honored their father back here because you're doing a good job living on this earth. And, that's, and it also says that it will go well with you. What a blessing. Honor your mother regardless. See, mothers are the backbone of our society and... and uh, so, you know, again, that's why we're taking time to appreciate all the hard work that they do. Um, the truth is, mothers have made this world a better place to live. And we honor, we also today, we honor the unconditional love that our mothers have shown us. I tell you, my mother has shown the unconditional love. We're grateful for the sacrifices that the mothers have made. We're grateful for the lessons our mothers would teach us. My best teaching moments is my mother, she never let me go to a barber or a place to get my hair cut ever. I, and I was, I was 17 years old before she let me do that the first time. She said, I will cut your hair. And I knew better. I had better listen to mom. But she knew if she could get me in the, in the kitchen and put that little cape around me and cut my hair, then what she was going to do is she was going to talk some sense into me. And so that was a great moment. Some, some of you mothers, you just cat, you put those children, put those teenagers into a captive position like that and, and just give, give them some good stories and, and train them the right way. I'm grateful for the lessons that my mother has taught me. And ladies, we're grateful for the love that you have expressed and that you've given to so many people throughout your lives. 
So as a pastor, again, I'm honoring all mothers in this church today. As a, as a husband, I'm honoring my wife. As a, as a son, I'm honoring my mother out in West Texas and, and who raised me right. And I sent her a, a text message, an early text message this morning about 5 o'clock. And I said, am I the first one to wish you Happy Mother's Day? I think I am. I think I am. Did I win? And she says, well, yes, you won. Yes, I guess I, I wanted to be the winner on that. But, but I want you to see this. As we honor our mothers, ultimately... You're honoring God. You're honoring God. Honor your mother because you're honoring God. And, and I love Proverbs chapter 31. Many of you have read this. A lot of people like to preach from it on Mother's Day and, and everything. But, but the very first, ber- very first verse of Proverbs chapter 31 is a verse that a lot of people don't even read. They just skip over it. But, but I actually think that it is the most important verse in that entire chapter. You see, let me tell you about Proverbs 31. Proverbs chapter 31, the last chapter in the book of Proverbs, it was written about the strength and the dignity of a virtuous woman. That's beautiful for women to read as well as men to read. I think everyone should read through it. But here's what's interesting. The book of Proverbs was written by men, except for Psalm 31. Psalm 31 was donated by a man, but it was actually written by a woman. Now, I know some people will say the Bible was only written by men. Well, here we go, Psalm, uh, Proverbs chapter 31. They're wrong because Proverbs 31 verse 1 tells the truth. Here's how it starts off. He says, these are the words of King Lemuel, the pronouncement which his mother taught him. Did you know that was there? This woman, what she did is she imparted all of this wisdom that we see in Proverbs 31, and she made her son memorize it. And as an adult, as a man, he had the ability to contribute his mother's words into the scriptures. See, a lot of fuss is made about who is King Lemuel. Well, I don't really care who King Lemuel was, but I wish I could know his mother. See, what she did is she created this poetry to illuminate what a virtuous woman really looks like. She has aspects in there like this. She brings honor to her husband. A virtuous woman is someone who can be trusted. She works diligently to supplement the household income. She makes sure everyone around her is taken care of. And it's so funny, even this morning, watching different mothers in here, you're just making sure everybody else is taken care of. Like, just sit down and just enjoy the day. That's beautiful, though. She has business acumen. She's generous to people who are less fortunate. She's prepared for whatever life throws at her. She knows how to dress well. She's dignified and smiles at her future. I just love that part. Her words are full of wisdom, and most of all, she fears the Lord. See, it wraps up with this, these words right here. And it says, her children rise up and bless her, her husband also, and he praises her. 
I mean, I think, well, all the stuff that's in Proverbs 31, that's a lot that, that, uh, that a woman has to try to measure up to. Well, you know what? I believe this, that if we create a culture of honoring the women among us, the women can soar to heights we've never seen or known before because we need more quality, godly, confident, blessed women in our culture today. More. Amen? So may this church, may we be a church of people in our homes and in our lives and in this congregation where we honor and cherish and love the women among us. And we do it in all holiness. And we do it with all of our hearts because this pleases the Lord. I'd like for every woman in this room to please stand. I want to pray over all the women in this room now. Those of you who are sitting, just look around at the beauty God has put around us. Your mothers, sisters, daughters, granddaughters. Looking at all the wonderful women around us. And I, as a pastor, I want to say, bless you, bless you, bless you. God bless you. God bless you, women. God bless you. I cannot imagine, I I cannot fully understand what women walk through in our culture. But I applaud you, and I say, bless you, bless you, bless you, bless you. And I stand before you women, and I want to tell you this. I will do my very best as a pastor to create a culture of honor toward women in this church. Because I believe in that. I believe in that with all my heart. Before we go any further, I want to pray for you. Women, just receive this prayer. Lord, I pray the blessing of God upon every single woman in this room. I pray that you will wrap your arms of love around them, comfort them, strengthen them. Let the still, small voice of the Holy Spirit just echo in their hearts. Let them be led by the Spirit of God. Let them be full of the Spirit of God. Let their lives emit a beautiful Fragrance that's better than the most fragrant flowers on this earth. The fragrance of the life and the love and the power of God. I pray also that any women who are in this room who are, who are bound up with, with struggles of any type in their lives, I, I pray, I don't even know what they are, but I, I pray for a release and I pray for a breaking because this is the house of God and this is an anointed house of God and God has the power to break those strongholds and to demolish those things that have been holding you back. And I just speak over you women, rise up in the name of Jesus Christ. Rise up in the name of Jesus Christ. God has more for you. I don't care what has been coming against you. I, you know what? I'm just going to say that that needs to be put down. We just, we just push that down in Jesus' name. And I speak blessing over you in the name of Jesus Christ. Rise up, women of God. Rise up, women in this church. This is an atmosphere where you can and you will flourish and be blessed in the name of Jesus. And everybody said, amen. Men, would you please? Thank you for tuning in to the City Life Podcast. If you're interested in attending our Sunday service or would like more information, go to citylifefw.org.